And a good Friday morning to you. The devastating toll of those wildfires in Hawaii growing overnight. The island of Maui in crisis mode this morning. It is August 11th. This is today. Catastrophe. At least 55 people now dead and more than 1,000 buildings destroyed by the flames in Maui. What we saw was likely the largest natural disaster in Hawaii's state history. Thousands now living in shelters as new images reveal the harrowing escapes of residents and tourists, some forced to jump into the ocean. We're live on the front lines with the mayor of Maui. On the rise, inflation ticks up for the first time in more than a year, with rising consumer prices behind the increase. This morning, the reaction from Wall Street and what it means for your bottom line. Fatal encounter. New details on what led FBI agents to shoot and kill a Utah man accused of threatening the lives of President Biden and other elected officials. What authorities are now saying and the surprising tip that led them to the suspect. Stop sharing. Popular streaming services taking a page from the Netflix playbook, ready to launch their own crackdowns on password sharing. Just ahead, the impact on how you watch and your monthly bill. All that plus eating it up. I'm gifted with just like a bottomless pit. Inside the big comeback of buffets that has diners filling their plates and saving money from coast to coast. Today, Friday, August 11th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, what a great Friday crowd. Good morning. Nice to have you along with us. Hoda's back on Monday. we got to start with this breaking news out of Hawaii. It is devastating. At least 55 people have now been killed by those wildfires, and a high number of people are still missing, so officials are warning this death toll will likely continue to rise. The state's governor saying late last night, quote, when you see the full extent of the destruction of Lahaina, it will shock you, adding, it appears like a bomb went off. While the fires are now mostly contained, the rescue operations are far from over, and experts say the rebuilding process could take years. We've got complete coverage, including a live interview with the mayor of Maui County just ahead. But let's start with NBC's Miguel Almaguer. He got a firsthand look at the devastation there. Miguel, good morning. Savannah, good morning. As the death toll continues to rise now at 55, authorities are concerned they'll find even more bodies. By one estimate, upwards of a thousand people could still be missing. The crews here on the ground are winning some battles and losing others. On the island streets where residents made harrowing escapes through raging walls of fire, Just go out. so many others did not. This wildfire, now the second deadliest in modern U.S. history. I do not know what the final number is going to be, um, and, and, and it's going to be horrible and tragic. It's a community, and so the, the amount of loss is, is incredible. In this skeletal and now desolate landscape, without power, internet, or even radio coverage, officials say they have no way to determine how many are still missing. Authorities say hundreds of homes have been lost, a growing tally that's personal for families like Patrick Sullivan's. How do you describe the emotions that you're feeling right now? Well, right here, it's pretty tough. But uh, we'll be okay. 
From the air and on the ground, the National Guard is helping crews battle at least three wildfires still burning on Maui, the hardest-hit areas still impossible to access. Kimo Kirkman grieving the loss of his home and his father's ashes. And I found some of these old pictures, and I said, well, I should take a picture of it. And I'm so thankful I did, because this is the only thing I have now. Even boats in Lahaina Harbor were consumed by the inferno. As the fire came across this area, victims say they were running as fast as the flames. Many jumped right into this harbor to save their lives. While the ocean provided an escape route for some. If anybody's still out here, it's time to go. It's time to go. Not all who reached the shore survived. Residents say they found bodies floating in the water. Caught with almost no warning, others perished in their homes or were trapped in vehicles. An entire community surrounded by loss with one sign of historic hope. The town's famous banyan tree is the only landmark left standing. As 80 mile per hour winds fan this fire initially, the weather conditions here are improving. Crews say they continue to make progress on the fire as they also continue to search for the missing. Savannah. All right, Miguel, thank you. We're joined now by the mayor of Maui County, Richard Bisson. Mr. Mayor, good morning to you, sir. Aloha kakayaka, Savannah. Aloha. And I know the aloha spirit is alive and well, but what, what a trauma you have been through. Can you just share with everybody um, what you've seen, what the situation is right now in Maui? Certainly, uh, we've seen devastation, destruction, uh, immeasurable loss, loss of life, uh, loss of historical places and properties, businesses. Uh, but I'm confident uh, as a community and as a coming together, uh, we, we, we will rebuild, um, and that's certainly our intention. Indeed. Right now, though, you're still looking for the missing. The death toll stands at 55. Is that a number you expect to rise? Yeah, you know, um, I think I think that number could go up. Uh, according to those who have been doing the recovery, our police department, our Coast Guard, our National Guard, the different uh, groups that are helping us here on island, uh, that was the number that they found uh, people who were outside of the buildings. Uh, so we have not yet searched uh, in the interior of the buildings. We're waiting for FEMA uh, to help with that search uh, as they are equipped to handle the, uh, the hazmat conditions of, uh, of the buildings that have, that have been burnt. Sir, can you just paint a picture of just the difficulty that you and first responders are facing right now? There's no power. There's no communications. You're on an island, literally. How, how difficult are the situ is the situation right now? Well, that part of the island, what we call the west side or Lahaina and Kanapali, um, they're impacted by having no power and therefore no water. Um, and they also have no uh, communication, no internet, no cell phone. Uh, so that's the challenge. Uh, we've been sending people out. We've been sending crews out with uh, with uh, supplies and, and water. And tomorrow we'll be stepping that up even more. Uh, incredible amount of support has come from our federal partners, our state partners, as well as other counties uh, and businesses. Uh, the entire community has come together and people outside of our community have also reached out to us to offer their expertise, their assistance, donations. 
Um, so we are going to take full advantage of, uh, of the help we've been offered. And again, right now, our focus is on finding uh, any, uh, any missing persons. Uh, we want to reunite families. We want to give people information, uh, whether they're family members at one of our shelters uh, and, or whether they um, are among those that have perished. Uh, we need to get that information to our to our citizens. And finally, sir, you know, some reports, some local residents are saying they never heard any of those sirens that particularly those warning sirens that would usually sound when a natural disaster is looming. Do you know anything about that? Do you think the siren system, the warning system worked sufficiently? I think this was an impossible situation. Um, the winds that hit us uh, on that side of the island, and in fact, in other parts of the island, uh, in some areas, the gusts were up to 80 miles an hour, 80 miles per hour, some sustained between 45 and 60, 65. Um, so everything happened so quickly. Uh, I can't comment on whether or not the sirens uh, sounded or not, but I know that the fires came up so quickly and they spread so fast. Um, there were some uh, initial Initially, when there was a smaller fire, uh, homes were evacuated. Uh, and again, many, many people evacuated from their homes. We had 2,100 people in shelters uh, on Tuesday night. Um, and so many people well, were uh, sent to shelters. And that's not including the many visitors who sheltered in place uh, at their hotels and hotel rooms uh, in Kaanapali uh, because the fire had not gone to that area. But again, there was no power and there was no water. So that's what we were dealing with. I mean, just an extraordinary, unprecedented situation that happened so quickly. Mr. Mayor, so many people just love Maui and have so much affection, have visited and care so much for what you're going through. So thank you for your time and just know that our hearts are with you. Yeah. Mahalo to you, Savannah. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to have the very latest. We'll hear from more of the survivors and the heroes and some of the doctors out there on the front lines coming up in our next half hour. It really is just such a desperate situation there. Um, another major story that we are following this morning, the economy. For the first time in more than a year, inflation has picked up with the consumer prices rising by 3.2 percent in July. So what does it mean for your wallet? Here to explain is NBC's business reporter, Brian Chung. Brian, always good to have you. Three point at uh, 2%. We know the Fed's target rates, 2%, ticked up over last month as well. What do you see in these numbers? Give us the good news and the bad news. Yeah, well, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Savannah. Uh, inflation tells us the rate of change in prices over the last year, and that number is dramatically better this time than it was in the summer of last year. Now, for what it's worth, high inflation and the positive figure that you see on inflation means that prices are still rising albeit at a slower pace. So what are, what's getting more expensive? We're looking at food, but the biggest thing that's leading to high inflation and contributing to continued high inflation is housing. The cost of just putting a roof over your head, rent, and also equivalent mortgage payments remaining very expensive for Americans. That's the reason why for the Federal Reserve, that last mile in getting inflation down even further from here is going to continue to be a and Those are the areas that bite. Those are the areas, housing and food, yeah, right. that everybody feels. So the Fed has been on this aggressive path of raising rates to try to bring down inflation. Obviously, it's worked. It's dramatically down from a year ago, as you mentioned. So what do you think the Fed does now? Do you think there will be another rate hike? 
a pause or are we done with it? Yeah. So again, inflation is above what economists would like to see, which is 2%. So 3% is only a little bit above that, but it's still above that. That's why it's considered high. Now for the Federal Reserve, the effort has been raising interest rates to deliberately slow this economy to make inflation come down. And it's done that already pretty dramatically, right? The rate was 9% in June of last year. 3% is a good improvement. But for the Fed, they're looking at this and saying it's not yet mission accomplished. So could they again raise interest rates when they get to the next meeting, which is going to be in September, it's possible markets say it may be not for right now. But again, there's a lot of data that's going to come in between now and then, which those policymakers will be watching. And it's a lagging indicator, too. So it is. They have to make these decisions Tough because timing. they really know whether they've had an effect with their last rate hike. Exactly. It's tricky business, Brian. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Also this morning, new details are emerging on that deadly FBI raid on a home in Utah. Agents shot and killed a man who they say made disturbing threats against the president and other officials. NBC senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell has the details now on how this encounter turned deadly. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. A review of this shooting is underway, conducted by a separate division of the FBI, now on the ground in Utah, talking to every officer and agent who was on scene and conducting forensics to determine how many shots were fired, including if the suspect fired his weapon, as we are learning more about what happened. New details this morning about that fatal FBI shooting in Utah when the FBI came to arrest Craig Robertson for threatening to assassinate President Biden, Vice President Harris and other officials. Robertson was armed, a senior law enforcement official tells NBC News, and he pointed his weapon at federal agents and did not comply with their commands. This video recorded at the scene early Wednesday. Robertson was shot and killed inside an entry of his Provo home, NBC News has learned. Not far from where President Biden was expected to arrive hours later. Ultimately, there was a threat posed to an agent, an agent fired back. The 75-year-old woodworker displayed his cache of weapons and graphic talk about violent attacks online. A law enforcement source says former President Trump's social media platform, Truth Social, alerted authorities in March about the alarming nature of Robertson's threatening comments. Truth Social has not responded to NBC News' request for comment. On his accounts, Robertson declared himself a MAGA Trumper and described part of his arsenal as a Democrat eradicator. The FBI said Robertson showed an intent to kill President Biden and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who is prosecuting the hush money case against Mr. Trump. A senior law enforcement official tells me the agents who conduct intelligence on assassination threats do not like to release data on how many threats are out there because they say research shows publicity can draw more copycats. Savannah? Interesting. All right. Kelly O'Donnell at the White House. Thank you, Kelly. Now to a new development tied to the nation's opioid crisis. The Supreme Court has temporarily blocked a massive bankruptcy deal with Purdue Pharma, the maker of OxyContin. Over objections raised by the Justice Department, NBC's Ann Thompson is following that for us. She joins us now. Ann, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. This deal would have limited how responsible the prominent Sackler family would be for the damage caused by opioids made by Purdue Pharma, the company it controlled. The government challenged that deal, and now the court will hear the argument out. A massive settlement for Purdue Pharma is on hold this morning after the Supreme Court temporarily blocked the deal that would protect members of the Sackler family from more opioid-related lawsuits. 
Purdue Pharma made OxyContin and a lot of money for the Sackler family. The drug brought in an estimated $35 billion for the company. Using aggressive marketing tactics, millions of Americans became addicted to the opioid. Cheryl Jouer lost her two sons, Corey and Sean. I've lost my children. I've lost two of my children. That's a life sentence in itself. Such deaths led to an avalanche of lawsuits against the company and its owners. The crisis dramatized on Hulu's dope sick. Purdue Pharma filed for bankruptcy in 2019. Under the terms of the bankruptcy settlement, members of the Sackler family would be shielded from future lawsuits in exchange for $6 billion that could be used to settle opioid-related claims. But the Justice Department says the Sacklers should not be able to use legal protections designed for debtors in legal distress. The Solicitor General warning it would leave in place a roadmap for wealthy corporations and individuals to misuse the bankruptcy system. What is the issue the Supreme Court wants to look at? The Supreme Court wants to look at whether people who don't file for bankruptcy like the Sacklers but have some connection to a bankruptcy should get the benefit of a release. The bankruptcy court has done that here for the Sacklers, and the Supreme Court is deciding whether that violates the law. But for many of the families involved, there is a human toll to further delay. I know hundreds of families who have lost hundreds, and they they just want it over. Purdue Pharma says it is confident in the legality of the plan and it is optimistic, it says, that the Supreme Court will uphold the current agreement. The court will court will hear oral arguments in the case in December and it's expected to issue a ruling next year. So everything's on hold yep. until then. Yep. And those families are still in phenomenal pain. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Anne. Let's get our first check of the weather on a Friday morning. Mr. Roker, good morning. Hey, good morning to you and good morning to all of you. Let's get our weekend started off right now for friends in the Great Lakes, starting off a little on the stormy side as a line of showers and thunderstorms start to advance to the east, moving through the Midwest. We've got a severe risk from Minnesota all the way down to Missouri. We're talking about wind gusts of 60 miles per hour, damaging hail, tornadoes possible. Now, tomorrow, those track into the northeast. We're looking at heavy rain and this may slow down some air travel and road travel because of flooding stretching from Columbus all the way into New York. We're looking at the greatest threat of winds and a squall line. So that could cause straight line wind damage inch hail possible, tornadoes possible as well. Then Sunday, the threat moves back into the mid-plains. A higher severe probability as we move on into the weekend, but we are looking for heavy rain in the midsection of the country with about three to five inches of rain, and that may cause some flooding. And that is your latest weather. All guys. right, Thanks, Mr. So. Roker. Thank you. Just ahead, guys, was Netflix just the beginning? Sharing is not caring. <laughs> Looks like a much wider crackdown on password sharing is on the way. We'll break it down, tell you who's talking about maybe doing something about it and your monthly bills. Also, I had here on a Friday morning a blast from the past making a huge comeback. Stuff your plates, folks. Those classic buffets, those human feeding troughs, the food pyramid. They're back. I love a buffet. Do you love a buffet? Who doesn't? I mean, seriously. Come on. We're going to take a closer look at what's driving this trend. But first, this is today on NBC. Strap on the beat When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed incredible go keisha go anna go john so everybody on board has been cleared to unstrap and enjoy that zero g experience we're back at 7.30, special moment for that group right there. Virgin Galactic's first tourist passengers experiencing the weightlessness of space after yesterday's historic launch. Two decades in the making. And Chanel and Craig, you guys can have a lot more on that in the third hour. Yes, can't wait to talk with both of them. Keisha and Anna are going to join yeah. us exclusively. I watched that yesterday. What was really cool is while they were at zero gravity, they were looking straight out of the window. They didn't talk. To anyone else mm-hmm. for like three, four minutes. Like, sure, just, just take it all away. in. So, what an incredible sight. So few get to have it. Uh, we've got a busy half hour ahead, starting with an update on those catastrophic wildfires in Hawaii. That's right. Overnight, the governor there announcing the death toll on Maui has risen to more than fifty people. More than a thousand structures have been destroyed so far. This, as new stories of the survivors and heroes are coming to light as well. NBC's Dana Griffin uh, joins us now. She's made her way to Hawaii. She has that part of the story. Dana, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. The community here in Maui is coming together to help those left devastated by these wildfires. Behind me in the shelter, hundreds slept overnight, their lives upended, some barely escaping the flames. This was the horrifying scene, just steps from Sam Younger's beachfront home. Sam, his wife Josie, and their two dogs escaping with seconds to spare as the inferno engulfed their neighborhood along Lahaina's historic front street, turning it into ash. It was was devastating. Yeah, I mean, unspeakable, unthinkable, really, just seeing all the what was going on, the destruction, all the people. This popular tourist town, once rich in beauty and culture, now gutted. Many residents left with scars, physical and emotional, as they fled in terror. It's like an apocalypse. As walls of flames surrounded Mike Chiquino's home, he and his wife Andreza had to dive into the water to escape getting burned. And the current was pulling us out. You can't see anything. There's at one point we have fire on us and we don't know where land is. Finally, making it back to shore, they desperately searched for their missing dogs then heard the cries of their neighbors. It was like every 10 feet was help, help. And I helped as many people as I possibly could. But I couldn't go any further because there's just too much heat. While thousands have been evacuated, as her street burned, surf instructor Lisa Panis refused to leave, instead rescuing others from their homes. Me and my friend ran into a burning building. We rescued two kids, um, rescued two kids, got them safe to their mom. 
Residents of the sacred land now helping each other recover. Churches and shelters offering the displaced free clothes, food, and a safe place to sleep. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of years um, and a lot of manpower, but I have no doubt that it will bounce back. So, Dana, so, I mean, first of all, so good to see the helpers have already showed up there. Um, what are folks at those shelters, what are they telling you about what they most need going forward? Well, Craig, the biggest need right now is temporary housing. Many of these families, their homes have burned to the ground. And officials say in Lahaina, there's nothing left. So the big challenge is going to be rebuilding. And where are you going to put those homes? Even Hawaiian officials have asked people across the state to open up their homes to evacuees. Craig? All right. Uh, Dana Griffin Force there in Hawaii. Dana, thank you. Well, Stella had this morning. We've got an inspiring story. A girl born with a life-threatening heart defect. And the doctor who helped treat her since she was a baby, well, now they are working side-by-side to save others, and they will join us live. But first, Stephanie's here with the streaming giants ready to follow the lead of Netflix when it comes to password sharing. Good morning. Hey, Janelle. Unfortunately, I am not the bearer of good news for the binge watchers out there. Password sharing, crackdowns, price increases. I'll have all the details coming up, as well as some hints to hopefully make it hurt a little less. We're back. It is 7.38 in depth today. This morning, big changes on the way in the world of streaming. And if you're concerned about prices and passwords, you might not like it. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with that story. Hey, Steph. Yeah, it's not good news. Good morning, guys. It looks like password sharing crackdowns on some of your favorite streaming services are here to stay. Disney Plus set to follow in the footsteps of Netflix, which saw a boost in subscribers after launching its ban. And other streaming services appear ready to do the same. Want to spend the weekend binge-watching your favorite shows? If you're sharing a password, get ready for a crackdown. Disney, which operates Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus, announcing it's exploring ways to monitor password sharing. This move comes just months after Netflix successfully pressed pause on sharing accounts. Disney+, Plus and Hulu are already two of the most popular streaming services right after Netflix. So a lot of consumers clearly love the content there. And that may play into Disney's plan here. Netflix is tripping if they think I'm about to add a member. And despite some backlash. Oh, annoying. This is horrible. Business is booming. Netflix says it added nearly 6 million subscribers in the quarter after the crackdown. 60% of viewers have at least four streaming services. And an average household pays $54 for subscriptions monthly. Now, Disney Plus and Hulu are scheduled to hike up their prices starting October 12th. The standalone ad-free version of Disney Plus expected to go up $3 to $13.99 a month. And Hulu without ads will increase by $3 a month to $17.99 a month. With password sharing and price hikes, experts say it's only a matter of time before more streaming services join in. Everyone's doing it. It's hard to ignore it. And eventually, people are going to have to decide whether or not it's worth paying for the uh, streaming service that they're watching. All right. So as we head into this next chapter of streaming wars, if you will, how can you make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck? Well, you know, one of the things you can do is download a subscription tracker. You may have heard of these. Uh, A lot of people don't know what it is that they're paying for. Also, try this. Delete some of the apps and see which ones you actually use. And then the other option is to look at these subscriptions that have ads as well. And if you're willing to watch a few ads. Yeah. 
do that. We it like, starts we to like look ads. like old, oldie worldy TV. I, think they should do, I know. I think they should do like bundles or something. You know, where they're like, you, you could have a few different ones. Like it's called cable. Which would feel well, like cable. cable. Yeah, exactly. Fair. But you make a good point. Like if you actually go, if you start paying attention to the apps that you don't use, yeah. you'd save a ton of money. Yeah, for sure. So. Thank you, Stephanie. Stephanie you at least Steph. when you give us bad news, you do it with a smile. Yes. So thank that, you, friend. <laughs> you know, it's always free. That Roker Fort. Oh, yeah. I mean, so far. Well, yeah, that's so right. Far. So am, far. I'm going to be my own bundle. Some <laughs> <laughs> joy. Anyway, that doesn't sound right, does it? No, in me. any event. Uh, unfortunately, it's the same old song down for our friends in the South. 68 million people now. That's up about 16 million from yesterday because now the heat advisories are stretching up into the mid-plains. So today, Amarillo may set a record. Monroe, Louisiana, New Orleans, Tampa, Miami, Brownsville, all within striking distance of their records. More of the same tomorrow from Asheville, North Carolina to Corpus Christi, Orlando and Miami as well here in the Northeast into the Great Lakes. We are looking at more temperate conditions so temperatures feel a lot better. And from the National Hurricane Center, the forecast update, 60% above a normal chance of above normal activity now expected. In fact, the May outlook that you can see name storms 12 to 17. They've upped that now in August. That's because of all the warm waters, abnormally warm waters in the Atlantic due to climate change. Six to 11 hurricanes possible, major hurricanes, two to five possible. So we're going to be watching the Atlantic very closely in the next several months. And that is your latest webcast. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Roker. Also, Joe Fire standing by with the budget-friendly restaurant option that I guess is making a major comeback, huh, yeah, Joe? We are talking about buffets from the budget-friendly ones to those super fancy, elegant ones like the ones in Las Vegas. They are booming right now. We'll dig in after the break. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like... NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We are back now to 747 with Carson. Carson. Morning, Morning. guys. We're also back with one of the hottest trends in dining right now. 
Buffets are back. That's Boom. right. They were hit hard by the pandemic. But now many buffets are trying to bounce back in a big way. And NBC's Joe Fryer looked into the reasons why. Good morning, Joe. Hey Joe. there. Good morning. So as we emerge from lockdown life, a world of social distancing and constant hand sanitizing seemed a little weird to stand in a buffet line, oddly close to other diners, touching the tongs they just touched and then chowing down. But it turns out customers were craving value and variety, and they found it in the mountain range of food known as the buffet. Buffets are like self-service gas pumps. Ooh, string beans, absolutely. But here the fuel is food. I love seafood. Filling up empty plates and stomachs. I'm gifted with just like a bottomless pit, and so buffets are really perfect for that. According to Ibis World, an industry market research company, last year buffets were a $5.5 billion industry, up 9% from the year before. Why are people returning to buffets? It's family and it's budget. Restaurant expert Robin Gagnon has worked with Golden Corral, which boasts all-you-can-eat buffets for under 20 bucks a person. Amid record inflation, the chain sales were up 14% last year, while at-home food prices rose more than 11% in that same period. You have a wonderful selection of items. You're based on only one pricing. You know what it's going to cost you to get in and get out. Budget-friendly buffets are booming, serving up comfort food like mac and cheese and pizza. So are high-end options like the ones in Las Vegas, focused on luxury dining. This buffet had made-to-order crepes. That includes Wicked Spoon at the Cosmopolitan. The buffet business after the pandemic has been amazing for us. It's a real creative outlet for us as chefs to to kind of push the envelope a little. Here, weekend brunch with bottomless beverages costs $74 and includes that indulgent smorgasbord of crab legs and more. Well, I think there's something really thrilling about seeing piles of food. Lily Jan with Cornell University says social media is feeding our appetite for buffets and our desire for experiences. What we saw when uh, restrictions started to be lifted was that people had a lot of pent up energy. um, And so they were really looking forward to going out and having fun and exploring. She says the pandemic was toughest on middle of the road buffets like Sweet Tomatoes and Soup Plantation, which closed 97 stores. But higher up the food chain in Queens, New York, at a place literally called the buffet, business is fantastic. They even have a cotton candy machine and chocolate fountain. We're trying to cater to a certain type of palate, and I think we've achieved that here. And because the food speaks for itself, our customers keep coming back. Yuna Lee says her strategy, go for the seafood first, unlike me. I feel like I have an instinct at first where I'm like, I need to get fruit and salad. Salad? What are you doing? The options, like the opinions, are endless. So emerging from the pandemic, many buffets, of course, took extra precautions, masks, sneeze guards, even offering gloves to diners. And that did help ease some fears and keep customers safe. One other interesting note from Robin Gagnon. She owns the company We Sell Restaurants. She says that buffets often serve comfort food when times are tough for families, especially with inflation over the last year. We could all use a little food for the soul. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm team buffet. I Absolutely. love it, especially a breakfast buffet. Breakfast buffet. For me, yeah. with oh. the kids, then go ahead. Have it. <laughs> I know. Especially on vacation. Oh, if you're on vacation Ooh, and there's vacation. a free buffet, it's South like, work. you know no, what? No, no, have no, 17 no. pancakes if you like. <laughs> Joe, we got to say congratulations yeah. to you. Yes. Just named Saturday Today feature anchor. We're so delighted for you. Thank you. I'm excited, too. We're moving the Saturday show back to Studio 1A. Laura Jarrett is joining us. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, Laura, Peter, and Joe, that is how you want. 
one wake up on Saturday. I love it. A news buffet. There you, yeah. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs>